I'm back, I'm back where I belong with the world and my loyal salt followers. Wow, it's been such a long journey back to the land and the dry sand, and I'm grateful to be present enough to give to you, God. Our aim here is to uplift and encourage and share insight. I hope it feeds all my listeners. So I want to tell you, thanks for tuning in to the rawest podcast on earth, Salt. Before we set sail and wrap up what I owe the world, because I owe part two of the mental health conversation I've been having with you guys, I want to apologize and also explain to any new listeners why I was missing for so long. It was strangely chaotic. Um, as a lot of my followers already know, I'm incarcerated, so when the Omicron virus hit the prison system, it closed the prisons and it also disrupted the ebb and flow of the normal operations that take place around here. And so I literally was in quarantine for like two and a half months. It was crazy. And that was right after I dropped part one of the mental health segment for the community that you live in. And when I say you, that means it was exclusive to the black community, the white community, the Mexicans, the Islanders, the Asians, the Indians, and the Native Americans. All people, the first episode was more neutral. But I'm back now, and hopefully another strange variant doesn't pop up, because when it does, it literally slams the prison. We are confined in here, and it's like hard to isolate us. So outbreaks spread rapidly. So I'm just happy I got through that. What's crazy is that had a strange paradox to it, because here I was having this mental health conversation with the world, and little did I know, I was soon going to have my own struggle with the pressure of keeping my mental health together. That was like mentally, spiritually taxing. Just my whole emotional regulation was challenged while I was in this quarantine process that I was going through. And I never caught the virus, so I was going through a different set of challenges with that. I don't think any human is built to be in a room for two months straight and barely speak to the people that you love. I want you guys to try to imagine that. And when I did get a chance to call my family, it was weird because it seems like my son and my wife and my father and those that I love were dealing with the most difficult circumstances that life could pose at that time. Then to add insult to the wounds that I was carrying, my Uncle Shannon died. So I want to say rest in peace to my Uncle Shannon. We love you. You had an amazing spirit. Your energy was always consistent. This was a very, very remarkable man. I love you, man. So now, imagine that, you guys. I'm going back to this cell that I'm in, and with all that on my heart and my head, all I could do was think. To the point I started waking up and chanting this mantra out loud, trying to keep myself in balance. I would say, this is temporary. Even God can use this the more. Stay sane. You're just here for a temporary time, not to give your mind away. So to sum that all up, thanks for being here today as we finish talking about the most sensitive, downplayed, overlooked subject on this earth, which is mental health. But today we're going to lay out mental health and its perceptions in the black community exclusively. I want to express, as I did in the last segment, I am not a doctor or a professional, and I'm not diagnosing anyone. I'm just a man who has a voice, and I'm honest about my views and observations. And most importantly, I want to help. Because my past and my own convictions push me to do something, to take action. So here I am. So before you judge these segments or anything else we do here, go back and get caught up if you're new. 
then you'll see we're all about these solutions and being a light to others in the world. This is salt life. That's what it's all about. Now let's bake bread so we can break it. I'll be the first to stand on the soapbox and speak for the world and the black community and tell you guys, this is the most sensitive, overlooked, judged subject in our community next to race and finances. We do not know how to approach it. And we struggle with sharing our weaknesses in that capacity. It's kind of like also why we celebrate our strengths so well in the black community. That's because in the shadows, there looms some trauma. We have emotional trauma, past trauma, historical trauma, love trauma, genetic trauma, clinical trauma, community trauma, addiction trauma, parental trauma, and much more. This is what we deal with. It's there. Me personally, I think we just carry it different. But at times, it's unbearable because we silently suffer. And I ask myself all the time for what? That's what has helped me grow. Why do we silently suffer? I think, what, is it to keep the external things intact while internally you're literally boiling over? And it's never like a person's fault when you experience things that are out of, that are out of your control. And I think it becomes our fault when we label good help from friends and people that love us and professionals as weaknesses because that's what it's been for so long. When in actuality, it's a weakness that you don't know how to accept help or love when it's available or shows up to help you. We just don't know how to do that. Or when you see others getting help, you judge them. But here's a fact. You are not built to get hurt and not have an avenue where repairs are available for you to get better. We all need to be able to repair things that take place in our lives. No, 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 I'm not saying we can repair everything. I know somebody's like, well, we can't repair everything. I get that. What I'm saying is we need assistance or someone we love to hear us when we deal with the tornadoes that life takes us through at times. So here's some dictionary terms to what repair means so we can get a little bit deeper into that. Repair means to restore, to remedy something, to mend something, to patch, to recondition, to revamp. And most of the times we don't make any stronger tips in the black community to recondition or patch up any of the bleeding wounds that we have that internally bleed within us. Or, listen to this, gets on the blood of the things we touch and the people we love. Sometimes our wounds bleed on those things, people we love and the things that we touch. So we nurture this head down, stay quiet, just hush and go through a culture that harmed us and generations before us and we injure those after us. That's a fact. To be personal, that's why I learned what I've learned looking backwards. And what I learned by being raised by my great-great-grandmother was the head down, just hush and get through it. And it has served me well in most instances, but in the big scheme of things, it cost me a hefty price to be that way in my own life because I just shut down and kept things to myself. That creates pressure. A lot of the times we are crying tears you can't see and screaming right in front of each other, but we suffer in quiet tones so nobody notices. And so we also refuse to speak our truth. You just literally won't say anything, and that crushes us. When you stay silent, you don't allow your pain to be real. Speaking up is vital. Here's a mental projection of you of how mental health looks. Imagine seeing someone walking, right, carrying luggage, 
It could either be one suitcase that's bursting at the seams or several suitcases. And they go everywhere with it. They sleep with it, wake up with it, go to work with it. They go to school with it. And they interact with everyday people and those they love with it. I mean, literally, they're dragging this luggage everywhere. Some people don't even realize it's there. Some deny it. And most of us can feel the weight of what it is that we carry as you move through everyday life. But imagine seeing that. You would probably be thinking to yourself, why is this person carrying all this stuff? Truth is, in most of our lives, we have not learned how to honestly unpack all the stuff that we carry. Even attempting to unpack the things we've been denying or lying to ourselves about is scary. So we try burying it. And then we settle for this shallow way of thinking and we start telling ourselves and others, this is just who I am. You know, how many times have you said that or heard others say that? That's so shallow. And the mindset is nothing more than a cop-out because evolution is literally built in the core of our existence, of who you are. So saying you will forever be or feel a certain way isn't always 100% a fact. But here's our truth as a black community and the why behind how we deal. Mental health in our culture forever has been frowned upon. For one, because who could really express these traumas that we were normalizing for so long? Number two, all the help that we ever seen attached to mental health was given by people that did not look like us or couldn't understand the black man or woman's issues or the child, the African-American's pain. And that's not unique to any other culture that trauma has brought upon them that's getting help out of the textbook. And it hasn't been till recently a strong surge of black doctors and mental health experts have emerged and have opened the door for us to start realizing our experiences are different and it's time for us to heal. Most of the time, the price of our relationships, our hopes, our dreams, our marriages, our blessings, our futures, our faith, and sometimes our lives. So think about that, you guys. To be weak-minded in a culture that had to ignore pain, rape, genocide, and poverty to stay alive and alert, it produced a generation of people that think, well, I just have to deal with it. So we normalize trauma while suffering genetically. That's deep. So this conversation has a million elements to it. And I say genetically because we would be naive to think those eyes and the texture of your hair as well as the shape of your frame are the only things you got from your mother, your father, or your father's mother. A lot more comes with the genetic miracle we each are. So here's the key. The word we have to focus on is healing. Healing. And to be honest with you, that's why this platform exists because I want to offer people insight and encouragement to make them better and produce healing, because we need that. We need to understand that healing is important. It's paramount. It's also about my healing as well. I speak and do what I do the way I do it, because to be honest, I'm actually in pain right now as a person. And because of my pain, I got a lot to say. Ultimately, through consistency and perseverance, I'll continue to get healthier as a man. I'm sure of it because I'm committed to my process. But make no mistake about it, this bright light that we meet under at this moment comes from a really dark place. You know, my past has brought them all here. That's why we have to be wise 
and how we judge other individuals because you can see a person living in a certain manner or doing something a certain way and have no clue what the backstory is. There's a lot of successful people in this world, and I guarantee you they have bloody souls, and all the obstacles they had to climb in their lives came at a cost. And some of them are struggling right now. So here's some questions. What kind of person are you? When you see someone wounded, how do you respond to that? Are you hiding your hurt today? If so, why? And what is it costing you? I share that one personally. Hide my hurt costs me a lot. Do you talk to anyone? You got to speak up. It's not weak. Are you aware you're not healing at all? If you're honest about that and the answer is no, I am not healing, I need help, then let's start getting some. You matter. Your mind matters. Somebody needs you. Let's grow up and change the way we view vulnerability and, uh, oh, there goes that word, help. How you view help. There's nothing wrong with help. That's why humans have hands, not just to do for self, but to serve, to help. Thank you for tuning in this week. I love what I do. I love being with you. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at salt21. You can also reach out to me at jpay.com. My DOC is 358-568. If you want to book me to call into a show or speak at any community engagements, you can email me at saltinthevault at gmail. My lovely wife will make sure I get that message. Shout out to all the black doctors and professionals that are emerging to produce healing in the community. Thanks for your contribution. We need you and we honor you. Also, I have a resource. SeizeTheAwkward.org is an organization that's also helping people speak to the issues that they have. Um, I appreciate you. Before we part ways, thank you. This is what the famous Zig Ziglar said about hard times so you don't stay stuck. He said, yesterday ended last night. This morning brought a brand new day. Remember, I'm here for y'all. I'll continue to bring the truth. That's my oath. Raw. Salt. I got you guys. Whoever that's listening, we're here for you. Until next time, let's add salt.